Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast. In this bonus episode recorded at the BBC Good Food Show, the queen of gluten-free cooking, Becky XL, speaks with Malika Bazoo about where her journey began, making food for the whole family and her top cooking tips. Have a seat, Becky. Thank you. Now, dubbed the queen of gluten-free by Nigella Lawson, no (laughs) less, everyone. How fab is that? You're a multi-best-selling author and gluten-free food writer with a following of over 700,000 across Instagram and TikTok. Is that right? Yes, I think it's actually grown now. I think it might be near a million, which is just... incredible, isn't it? That's a massive, massive (laughs) amount. Um, Tell us how you got into gluten-free cooking in the first place. Um, So I got into gluten-free cooking purely because I found out that I couldn't eat gluten. So this was about 14 years ago um, where I was at university. I started struggling with my gut and stuff. I went to the doctors. They told me to give up gluten. Ever since then, I haven't been eating gluten. And about 10 years ago, I started writing a food blog just because I was, I was really frustrated that there were no gluten-free options out there. Everything was kind of just a bit depressing. And I felt like it's not fair that I can't have pizza, that I can't have donuts, that I can't have all these things that other people can just enjoy. So I went about it and sort of tried to make my own and then found a whole community of people who also can't eat stuff that, you know, could use my recipes and just enjoy it. Well, that sounds amazing. And was there a specific person that helped you along that journey? Because it must have been so hard at the time. Yeah, so I would say ever since that very first sort of, it was 2009. So being gluten-free coincided with me meeting my boyfriend in 2009. So there was some, there was something about him that made it all go gluten-free. I don't know. Is he gluten-free too? He is, well, he's not gluten-free, but he is amazing at, like, we basically eat gluten-free at home entirely, and he's really up for it. And he, he himself is lactose intolerant, so I'm, I'm nice about that, and we, we eat lactose-free at home for him, and we're, we're the worst couple in the world for having... If someone invites us around for a, for a meal, it's just like... Okay, what can't you eat? What can't you eat? What can you eat? It's just, it's just really, it's really, it's getting better, but it's still, you know, a bit tricky. I don't know. You sound like a match made in heaven to me. (laughs) As long as you're taking Tupperware food to all the dinner parties you're invited to. (laughs) We do, all the time. We've always got snacks in our bags and stuff just in case. Now you've come up with so many recipes that are gluten-free. What's your favorite dish? My favorite dish is something that basically when I was growing up, 
I used to love having, every, well, every few weeks, maybe once a month, because it was quite expensive, we used to like having a Chinese takeaway as a family. And that was like our thing, and that's what I loved. And then it was suddenly taken away from me, and I was like, there, there isn't really any Chinese takeaways out there that do gluten-free. There's the odd one here and there, but there wasn't when I first went gluten-free. So back then, my boyfriend Mark, he sort of, one, it was it was kind of it's kind of cheesy, but one Valentine's Day, right at the beginning, his present to me was that he made me sweet and sour chicken balls with sweet and sour sauce and rice, and he couldn't even really cook. He wasn't a very good cook at the time, and I was worried that it was going to be awful because I was like, well, you can't cook. But he he and his mum, because his mum's Malaysian, they worked together, and he came up with this amazing dish, which is in my first cookbook, and it just. It's just really nice that he did that. Plus, I now get to eat sweet and sour chicken balls, which, I mean, it just sounds so boring to most people, but to someone who's gluten-free, you suddenly told that you can't eat sweet and sour chicken balls. I, I don't know about boring. I think that sounds really <laughs> lovely. What do it's, you think? Yes. Do we have any gluten-free diets in the audience, by the way? Oh, look. Yay. We've got quite the crowd. Amazing. This is a captive audience of yes. book buyers and recipe <laughs> followers. Becky. Um, Describe how you do the, the chicken balls, just because I'm wondering what you'd use to bind it all together. Yes. And then also to thicken the, the sauce is what I'm thinking about straight away. Yeah, so you, there's so many different things these days. So gluten-free flours are like really readily available in the supermarkets. So the, the batter is just using gluten-free flour, a bit of milk and stuff like that. And then with the sauce, one of the things we use, which anyone can use, and lots of people who aren't gluten-free use anyway, is corn flour. Cornflour is naturally gluten-free. Of course it is. So people always think that it's so difficult to make things gluten-free. But actually, there's just slight changes that you make. So, you know, with a lot of Chinese food, you use soy sauce. You can just use gluten-free soy sauce. You can use cornflour instead of wheat flour. You can do all these things. It's, it's not difficult, um, but people make out that it's difficult. But... I try and just show that it's simple, easy swaps, um, and, you know, everyone can enjoy it. It's not just... My biggest thing is that I don't want, you know, the gluten-free person to have something special on the side, like having to eat something on their own. I want the whole family to eat the same thing because you don't want to be that sort of odd one out sitting on your own. You want to have everyone eating the same thing, everyone enjoying it, everyone getting... Because food is all about... It's not just about food. Do you know what I mean? Food's about the social side, about... Of course. About everything like that. And when you're suddenly told that you have to go gluten-free, that sort of social side can be taken away from you a bit and you can feel a bit left out, like, oh, everyone's going out for a meal here, I can't eat there. And it's, it's really tough. And I kind of want to just bring that back and make it so that everyone can be happy, everyone can enjoy stuff and no one ever has to miss out. I love the so. sound of that because food should be bringing us together, right? Mm -hmm. You never want to be the person who kind of has the awkward diet or the one that needs to be catered for specially. So that's really lovely. Sunday lunches at yours. Yes. What do the two of you enjoy? What do you make? Oh, Sunday. Oh, it's Sunday today, isn't it? I really fancy it. I it would is. love to have a Sunday lunch right now. If there's anywhere around here that's doing a gluten-free one, please tell me. Um, oh, over there. Oh, we, oh, oh, okay. Excellent. Thank you. I'll, I'll be over there. You later. need to find that out in <laughs> yes, a minute. Yes, yes. Um, so for me, the biggest thing, and probably my most popular recipe ever, something that is Nigella approved actually, is my gluten-free Yorkshire puddings. Now, for me, Yorkshire puddings go with every roast. I don't care if it's, I, it doesn't need to be roast beef. Like every, I, I, my mum is very much a 
roast beef and Yorkshire puddings. When it's Christmas and it's like turkey, she's like, nope, you don't have Yorkshire puddings for that. For me, Yorkshire puddings are the best bit. Why not have them with everything? Why do you have to follow the rules? So Yorkshire puddings, I make them really simply with just corn flour again, and they go absolutely huge and gosh do they really um, honestly so describe how you do that just so that's just mixing some um some eggs with a bit of corn flour gradually add your your milk in you could use a dairy free or a lactose free milk if you wanted to um and then just really hot sort of spitting hot oil pour them in and honestly if you don't if you're not careful they will grow and grow to the top of the Nailed oven it. that is a yeah. top tip has anyone tried those yeah yeah okay look <laughs> amazing good yeah uh, that sounds amazing they are honestly and that's really the only thing isn't it that you have to think about in terms of gluten for the sunday lunch yeah generally i mean you also have to think about gravy so gravy is one of these things that some gravies anything that's like a sauce they can have thickenings in them and they can that can sometimes have some sort of gluten in. And also if you're buying ready-made, I don't know, like uh, roast potatoes from the shop, they can have a, like a floury coating. But I would say cost-wise, taste-wise, everything, just make your own. If you've got time, making your own, you can make things ahead. I make roast potatoes sometimes, I make them ahead, put them in the freezer sort of half done and then just finish them off. So there are so many ways, even if you don't have time to sort of get ahead of yourself if you've got a spare day or something so that you do have time when it comes to it. That's a great tip, actually, to do. Has anyone done that? Has anyone done half their roast potatoes and then pop them in the freezer? No. If you haven't, so you should. So we're going to have to try that. Yes. yes. What about when guests come round and do they complain? Do they notice the difference? Do they say make any comments about their I mean, alternative Sunday lunch? <laughs> I mean, at first, I found that, especially my brother, my younger brother, I remember one of the first times he came round, I had a chocolate fudge cake on the side, which we were going to have for dessert. And he said, oh, what's that? So I was like, oh, gluten-free chocolate fudge cake. And he was like, oh, I, I, don't, I don't want that. He, he turned his nose up at it. And for years, he had this thing that anything that said, that, you know, that I said, oh, it's got gluten-free flour in it. No, I don't, I don't want that. It's disgusting. And he said that for ages. And I've, I've heard so many other people say exactly the same. But it doesn't taste any different. And when you use, you know, I've, I've really worked hard to make the recipes that actually work and don't have any difference. So, you know, you're not getting a dry, crumbly cake. You're getting that really moist, delicious chocolate cake. You know, there literally is no difference. I just want everyone to feel happy with what they're eating. And one of my aims in the, in the long term, I've been coming to this show for a few years now, but I, if, if anyone from the show is listening right now, we need like a gluten-free section or a free-from area so that we can all just congregate there and, and enjoy stuff. Or hopefully long-term, even more brands and stuff will understand that gluten-free isn't something that should be like, oh, I don't want to do that because it's difficult. Gluten-free is easy, so... Come to me and I'll, I'll help you out. All we need is a few cookbooks we from do. you. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have some quick fire questions for you. Okay. You ready for this? I'm, I'm a bit nervous, but yes. Yeah, be okay. very nervous. I'm, I'm no, trembling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your most well-thumbed cookery book and you can't name your own? Ooh, Delia Smith. Good, good the, shout. The, the complete cookery guide. So my mum has had one and I went to a charity shop and bought one as well. I absolutely love Delia Smith's book. Good choice. What music do you cook to? Hamilton soundtrack. That's a good one. I love Hamilton. I've never seen it, but I absolutely love Hamilton. You should go watch I know. Watch I'm, I'm, planning on, I'm planning on going with a bunch of the people who run the show here. We're going to go go soon. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, any other favourite recipes? 
That aren't my own? That are your own. That what are would my you, own. Yes, what would you suggest? Ooh, um, in my first cookbook, I've got something called Bang Bang Chicken Noodles. And that, again, is something that Mark sort of made for me. Uh, basically, all his recipes are my favourites. My ones, I work too hard on them. I'm a bit sick of them now. Uh, but anything that he made, I, basically, I'm a big fakeaways sort of person. And also, I really, really love, which I'm making over on the... Uh, summer kitchen stage I really love really simple three ingredient pizza it's just making a base that takes no time don't have yeast in it I don't I can't be bothered if I want pizza what I always say is if I fancy pizza now I want pizza now I don't want to wait for two three hours for yeasts to prove and things to rise and all this rubbish I just want to eat it so for me my sort of really simple no yeast pizzas are probably right up there Sounds good to me. Uh, your biggest cooking disaster? Oh, God. Um, I've had a lot of those. How many? So, hundreds. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> when you She's human, everyone. Oh, I'm <laughs> my, my, th my thing that I always say is I have all those disasters and I, I learn from them very gradually. I, there's a lot of tears. There's a lot of, you know, almost throwing stuff on the floor. Um, but I have those, those issues so that other people don't have to. So I make a recipe and I make it 20 times and I have 15 mistakes in that time. But then that means that, you know, the person who buys my recipe book knows that they're not going to have an issue because I've done those mistakes. Um, so yeah, I, I've, I've made so many, so many, especially with gluten-free bread, which is like the hardest thing so in the world. Tough, oh my it? God, yeah, it's it so tricky. It is incredibly tough. Is there any food, apart from food with gluten, obviously, but is there any food you've never tried Never tried. I have a feeling, even though I say I don't like it, I don't think I've ever eaten watermelon. And finally, any guilty pleasures you want to tell us about? Ooh, guilty pleasures. Um, food related? Go for it. Um, I'm just a really sort of sneaky eater. Like, oh, I'm always sneaking down late at night, taking a bit of chocolate, sneaking like a, if I've made a cake or something, taking a little bit out of the sides and just like sort of, tidying it up and uh you're the midnight snacker oh i am oh Always. excellent yes. we like you more now <laughs> uh, thank you becky so much for joining the bbc good food podcast thank you for having me thank you for listening to this episode of the bbc good food podcast be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode